Ah, good evening, traveler. And welcome to the Penumbra. Take your seat, please. Take your seat. The Penumbra Express is en route to stops beyond the hills of nowhere, past the trails of travelers before, and toward the tales that lurk beyond. So take your seat, treat yourself to a refreshment from our cart, and enjoy the ride. You appear confused, dear traveler, but there's no need to be. The Penumbra has always taken precisely the shape it needs to guide us through these foggy lands to the stories deep within. And so here you are upon this trolley, heading out into the misty night with only me to guide you, until the tracks lead us... where? The junction lies just ahead, Traveler. If you'll allow me just a moment. <laughs> well, next stop, Hyperion City. Detective Steele is in a slump, and it's going to take a good case to get him out of it. Full of robberies, gunshots, goons, car chases, poisons, intrigue, and... Well, kittens. Our next stop, Juno Steele and the Kitty Cat Caper. Hyperion City. They call it the City of First Light, the place where hope first broke for a life off Earth. There are places in this galaxy where people still see Hyperion this way, as hope, as a home away from home. But those of us who live here, we know better, don't we? To us, Hyperion City means dark alleys and blinding billboards, knives in the shadows and thieves in tall towers, thugs who wear ski masks and thugs who wear badges. Hope, the cruelest of this city's many, many jokes, is just that. The promise to all outside that this is a place of hope all while it turns a cold blade on those who live here. It's enough to make you want to give up, isn't it? It's enough at times to make you want to crumple, to let the cruel world trample you once and for all. And yet, we do not. Turn it off. This is a city where criminals see every sunset as an opportunity where asking the police for help only invites more crooks into your home. It is insanity to stay. And yet, we stay. This is what I thought to myself early this morning as I looked out the window of my apartment on the dark city below, and I thought of all the pain down there. I thought how, just by leaving my apartment, I would be rolling the dice on my life. And I thought, why bother? And just then, as I was at my lowest, the sun began to rise. Rita, I told you to turn that damn thing off. You just saw it, didn't you? Sunrise over Hyperion City. Pink over the Iris Building. The burning orange behind the floating mansions. The faraway flame that burns away the neon, the 
casinos, the criminals, the fear. Every citizen of this city can summon an image of that sunrise. It's the reason we don't leave. Because that sunrise, like this city, is ours. And not even the most cunning thief can take that from us. Rita! The thieves will never take away our sunrise, and they will never take away our city. They can scare us, they can rob us, they can kill us. But Hyperion City is our city, and we will take it back again. So join me. Vote Ramses O'Flaherty for mayor of Hyperion City, and we will take our city back from the criminals who have claimed it for their... Mr. Steele, I was watching that. Yeah, I heard from across the office. I thought you were too smart to fall for commercials, Rita. That wasn't a commercial, boss. That was a speech by... Someone trying to sell you an empty promise. Keep it off. But if I keep it off, how am I going to tell when the North Star Movie Marathon comes on again? Movie Marathon? Yeah, Mr. Steele. They put the whole series of the Andromeda movies together all in a row. And it just got to the part where Andromeda figures out Orion's magic belt's got magnet powers and a chainmail's useless. Rita? The whole marathon is perfect, Mr. Steele. Perfect! And it was going so well until that stupid breaking bulletin about Ramsey's O'Flaherty, who's really very handsome, but... Rita? Yeah, boss? Would you mind telling me why exactly I should pay you to watch a bunch of dumb movies? Dumb, and it ain't like I got anything else to do, Mr. Steele. All right. Last straw. Mr. Steele, what do you think you're doing? Taking your monitor. Maybe now you'll get some work done. Mr. Steele? No! You can't just do that! This is inhumane, Mr. Steele! I tell you, it violates my rights! Get back to work. Doing what exactly? Mr. Steele, you know we ain't had a case in weeks. Because I do what? It's true, boss. We've had three cases come in just this past week, and you turned down every one of them. And you think that's my fault? That Milton guy was nuts, and everybody knows Paulina Banner's broke. But what about the the, the, the jewelry store that got robbed over in Elysium Square? <sighs> and last week, and the week before that. Boss, you've been different ever since your eye blew up. Real different. Knock it off, Rita. You're cranky all the time. I mean, you were always cranky, but this is different. And it was okay to start. You just showed up with an eye patch one day, and after I was so worried about you because you disappeared, but you said it was okay. So I thought, okay, maybe we can dress up and buy a little beak monkey like all the pirates get in the movies. Stop. But then you did a few cases, and okay, so they didn't go so good. But it ain't like anyone's head got crushed or nothing. Not like in this movie I saw last week. It was real scary, boss. I don't remember where the story was going, but my point is, you got mean, Mr. Steele, and now look at the monitors in a billion pieces on the floor, and I want my old boss back. Rita, it's just a dry spell. That's all. That's the problem, boss. You always get like this when you don't have a case. I... yeah, sure, I guess. <sighs> well, I'm glad you see the error of your ways. Now go take a little nap in your office and I'll call you just as soon as the next case comes through the door. I don't need a nap. This is just a dry spell, Rita. A dry spell. Every business has one, and even when it's dry as jerky in the desert on goddamn Venus, every secretary in those businesses finds something to do. Yeah, I am. Real sure, boss. Have a nice nap. (laughs) A nap. There's an old song about Hyperion City that says it's the place where fantasies come to life. And even if that song was paid for by the Hyperion Tourism Department, it's got a half a ring of truth to it. 
The fantasy is not just on the streams here, either. The movie's about chainmail warriors and evil wizards with magic belts. Magicians and monsters walk these streets. If you look, you'll see lawyers who can make murder charges vanish into thin air. Criminals who can kill from the shadows and disappear in a puff of smoke. Politicians who promise to conjure a past that never was, and if you're really lucky, you might even see a cyclops who thinks he's a detective. (sighs) My name's Juno Steele. I'm Private Eye. Or, I was. Until recently. These days I'm a myth I never thought I'd live long enough to be. A has-been. The last half year's been rough on the Steel Detective Agency. After I came out of the whole miasma mess having lost an eye and... an opportunity, I was ready to jump right back into business, give the city the scrubbing it needed. And then I took my first case. I was on the trail of a murderer, and it came down to a rooftop getaway. Standard procedure. The culprit was just ahead of me. I had my blaster in my hand and a clear shot. I took aim... And... Nice shot, P.I. <laughs> he got away. And seeing as my aim is one of the only skills keeping me in this business, that really seemed like a sign to me. The beginning of the end for Juno Steele. Private Eye. Who the hell was I kidding? Who was I trying to fool? Hey, Rita. Cancel that order for a new case. I'm feeling under the weather today. They don't want the kind of help they get from me, Rita. I haven't done anything good for anybody in months. Of course you have. You got Mick out of all that trouble with the shark. It was a loan shark, Rita. I paid him. Well, you got Cassandra Kanagawa off Mars, didn't you? That was you. Well, it was your idea. And, and, hey, uh, because of you, Billy Navarro is dead. That's supposed to make me feel better? She was a real mean lady, Mr. Steele. I'm sure it makes someone feel better. Right. Close up the office for today. I'll let you know in the morning whether to bother opening again. Well, what if it's an emergency, boss? What if someone comes in here and you gotta save the day? Ha! Alright, you know what? Fine. If someone comes through that door shouting about how it's a life-or-death situation and I'm the only one who can help, I'll take the case. But don't hold your breath, Rita, because there is nobody in this town stupid is enough Is this the to... office of Juno Steele, private investigator? Used to be. Who? Of course it is! And how can we help you? Oh, thank heavens. I was so worried that I'd come up all this way. And when she's still at home in that state. Detective Steele, you're the only one who can help me. It's a life or death situation. It's a... What did you just... I'm sorry, ma'am. Could you just repeat that last part just one more time, please? There's no time. You have to come with me now! Hey, let go of me. Looks like Juno Steel Investigations is back open for business, eh, boss? Have fun on your case. Keep in touch. I'll be in your office, and just if you're going to call, try to do it during the commercials, okay? Damn it, Rita! Quickly, detective, quickly! The lady dragged me to her apartment in no time. She only lived a few blocks south, and based on how fast she was talking and walking, she was either full of panic or neo-methamphetamine. In here, in here! You have to help, Detective Pippa. She's just not right. And you have to help her. Have to find who did this to her before... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. You call an ambulance yet? Well, they'd be no help at all. What? Uh, Never mind. How about the cops? Of course not. They're too far away. That's why I came to you, Detective. You're the closest P.I. to my apartment. Glowing. You should put that in the review when this is over. All right, all right. Bring me to... 
Pippa. Someone must have done this to her, Detective. She was fine just this morning. Then I got home from the office and she was in this horrible, 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 horrible state. Sounds horrible. Who is she, anyway? Wife? Girlfriend? Detective! Ow! I am not going to stand here and let you slander my sweet Pippa. She is certainly nobody's girlfriend. I wouldn't let her be so fast and loose. She's a good little kitty. Good little what? There. You see? There's something not right about her. Oh, it's wrong, wrong, all wrong. Pippa, my sweet, what have they done to you? What have they done? Pippa's a cat. And you're a nut. My name's Maya King, Detective Steele. Someone's done something to my poor little kitty, and I will pay you handsomely to bring the full force of the law down upon them. I looked between the two of them, cat to owner and back again. Now, it didn't look like there was anything wrong with the cat. It was even a pretty one, as far as cats went, with fur in black and white splotches and the stinger on its tail tastefully filed down. All six of its compound eyes were glittering like thousand-sided emeralds. The only thing that looked wrong with the cat was its owner. So, you keep saying your cat. Pippa? Your Pippa? You keep saying something's wrong with her. She looks all right to me. Well, she isn't. She's been off since the moment I came home. Off? As in acting funny? How so? Well, Pippa loves tuna brick, first of all. And here, I'll show you. She opened her fridge and lined on every shelf sat plate after plate of gelatinous aquatic protein substitute tuna brick. She set the plate on the floor. The cat walked over and ate it. See? See? It looks like she still likes tuna brick. Exactly. She likes tuna brick. She does not love tuna brick. Pippa loves tuna brick. Yeah, I got pretty strong feelings about it, too. And it isn't just the tuna brick. Her meow has been different, pained in some way. So, did you make the deduction yet? Excuse me? What's wrong with Pippa? It's as plain as the eye patch on your face, Detective. It is? Of course it is. Pippa is cursed. Detective, cursed. I... Yeah, there's no way I heard that right. Someone has come in here and cursed my sweet little kitten. Bewitched her. Cast a terrible spell. A terrible smell is right. Those bricks stink. You mind if I open the window a minute? The windows have always stuck. Just open the door to the balcony. Zoological law is admittedly not my area of legal expertise. You don't say. Hang on. But I would assume that it is still illegal to cast curses on others' pets. Yes? Yes? We can't have fallen that far as a society, even here. If we allow curses, we might as well return to the Dark Ages. Has anything else strange happened in your apartment recently? No. Nothing out of place? Nothing missing? No. Why do you ask? I got good news and I got bad news, Miss King. Good news is, I think I know what's wrong with your cat. I mean, Pippa. She's been spooked. Yes! That's exactly what I've been saying! Spooked! A dark spirit, conjured by some nefarious... No, no, not cursed. Spooked isn't scared, because here's my bad news. Somebody broke into your apartment. Somebody... what? 
this back door, we've got an analog lock on it. We're talking brass key, not card key. My landlord says it's more secure. Hackers. Well, your landlord's full of it. Burglars figured out the analog lock thousands of years ago. You stick in the right kind of tool, give it a good whack, and the door swings right open. So you look at the shiny little nicks around your keyhole. That's where your perp hit it. That's very impressive, Detective Steele. Yeah, it ain't bad. You're absolutely sure nothing was taken? I don't have anything to take. I keep all of my papers and valuables at the office, but... He must have taken something. job like this, they had to be casing the apartment for weeks ahead of time. But, Detective, I think you may have forgotten... Don't worry yourself about it, Miss King. I'll find your burglar in no time. I'll just take a look around the apartment and see if they left anything behind. Detective Steele, I think you may have lost track of what's important here. Oh, wow. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, For all the payment stuff, you're going to have to call my office. Just make sure to turn the volume down on your comms first, or else... Pippa, Detective. You've forgotten about Pippa. About who? The cat. Oh, I figured out the cat. It's scared because someone broke into your apartment. Something is wrong, Detective. I've seen Pippa scared, and she's nothing like this. She has been cursed. The tuna brick does not lie, Detective. The tuna brick is absolute. Okay. I think I see your point, Miss King. There. That wasn't so difficult, was it, Detective? I wouldn't call it easy, either. Well, I think I've got everything I need, Miss King. I'll just show myself out. You've gathered all your clues? Really? Really. But but what about Pippa? Won't you need to to show her to an expert of some sort? Hey, that's not a bad idea at all. I'll just take a picture of Kitty Kitty over here, and I'll be on my way. When can I call you again, Detective? I have to know as soon as possible when this nightmare will end. Lady, I've been thinking that ever since I walked in here. What was that? I said let me call you, Miss King. I'll let you know as soon as I find the lead. Then let me give you my number. No need, no need, Miss King. I'll just uh, deduce it. I'm a detective, remember? That's what I do. Ah, very impressive. Well... If you need me, I'm always in the apartment between 4 and 6 in the afternoon. The legal office has me on call then. But I'm so glad you came. I just know Pippa's in good hands. That makes one of us. Bye-bye, Miss King. Oh, Detective, I just have six more things to mention. Glad that's over. Well, so much for that case. But that's how it goes in Hyperion City. The universe dangles hope out in front of you and yanks it away right when your mouth starts to water. Maybe it is too late. Maybe the last case at Juno Steel Investigations really is behind... <laughs> the hell? It was that damn cat again. Emerald eyes, white and black splotches, the little tag on its collar said Pippa. I looked up at Maya King's balcony and I saw her there, staring out over the city. And she was holding her cat. The same goddamn cat. You're... But you're... Up there. And then it clicked. There was a good reason King's cat was acting funny, and it wasn't because of some goddamn wizard, either. Her cat wasn't acting like her cat because it wasn't her cat. Someone had switched it. Here... Here, kitty, kitty. I reached out to grab the cat, and it reached back with a fistful of knives. Ow! Hey, goddammit, get back here! I've been in a lot of foot chases, but tailing a cat through a busy street? Watch it, buddy, can't you see I'm working? That was a new one. Criminals could learn a thing or two from the cat, too. She really knew how to get away. Over fences, up fire escapes, through apartments. Miss Mink, coming through. Send you over to do a investigation. Call expenses paid. That damn cat did not know how to let up. 
I ran out of wind at the intersection of McCoy and Batista, just in time to avoid being splattered by a hover hall going about 50 over the speed limit. The cat ran out of wind on the other side of the same intersection. Listen, kitty. You stay right there. You got me? Don't move a muscle, you little... What are you looking at, buddy? you never seen a lady scold a cat before. I needed to grab the cat before it took off again, but cars were shooting by fast enough to turn me into a pink mist in a difficult conversation with someone's mechanic. So, I was stuck. And that meant I could only watch the whole case go to hell. It all happened in a few seconds. First, the car pulled up. It was an electric blue pod with a jagged slash of yellow paint on each side. Everything about it screamed drug dealer's first sports rocket. Then the door opened. Finally! Snap the cat's scrawny neck and let's go! Oh, have a heart, boss. It's so cute. Then just shut up and get it in the car. And don't let go of it this time. Two huge hands reached out, scooped up the cat, and slammed the door. And then the car started shooting away. But not before the driver got a good look at me. For a second, I thought someone let a piranha drive that getaway car. A few jagged teeth poked up from a jaw that jutted out nearly past her nose. Her skin was a web of cuts and scars, and one of her ears was gone completely. Just a flat plane and a hole for sound to pour in. She locked her two vicious little eyes on me. She looked like she had an unmarked grave with my name on it. Then the car pulled away and took the Hey, get back here! Give me back that cat! Rita. Hi, boss. Having fun? Do I sound like I'm having fun? Yeah. Knock it off. I got a new one for you today. You ever hear of someone breaking into an apartment just to switch out a cat for one that's exactly the same? Of course I have. It's just like that movie I saw. The one called... No, I mean, uh, the street... The series... No, Mr. Steele. I ain't never heard of that before. Not even in the movies. Yeah, it's a first for me, too. It's the only thing the burglar took, too. But why the hell would you steal something just to replace it with an exact copy of the thing you stole? Unless it isn't an exact copy. Unless it just looks like an exact copy. Yeah, that's it! Yes, you go! Go, get him! Go! Go, get him! Hey, thanks, Rita. I thought I was onto something there, too. What? Oh, sorry, boss. I wasn't paying attention. Andromeda just used her chain whip and got Ares by his big dumb horns, and now she's beating the stuff. I told you to turn off that stupid... Look, can you do some research for me while you watch that stream? You betcha, boss. Good. I'm sending you a picture of the client's cat. There are some breeds out there that go for millions of creds. I want you to tell me what this one's worth. Second, I got a quick calculation for you to run. Punch in the numbers and tell me what the odds are that there are two cats in the same city. No, on the same planet that are so similar that their own weirdo owner can't tell them apart. Carry the one, divide by X, solve for... How weird are we talking? The weirdest. All right, that's 10,000 and five... Whoa. Got it? Uh, it's one out of a number so big that smoke started coming out of the computer. Hang on, boss. I, I gotta deal with this. So the two cats can't naturally be the same, which means... Rita, I need the address of every designer pet service in town. A little busy, Mr. Steele! Now! Oh, all right, all right. There, I sent him to you. Now go, boss, go. Your good mood's causing me a whole lot of trouble. Now you know how I feel. Bye, Rita, I'll call you soon. Better not, Mr. Steele, or I swear... It took me a while to think of the custom pets angle, because I don't bum around antique shops much. The pets-to-your-specifications business hasn't been big for almost a century. You'd have more luck trying to find someone that could fix Grandpa's busted old hydrogen smart car. As it turns out, there was only one designer pet service in Hyperion City, and it was just a few blocks away. The place had a big, sturdy gate with a keypad and intercoms out in front. 
looked more like the front door to a fortress than a mom-and-pop pet store. Good afternoon, visitor. Welcome to Pets by Design. Please enter password. Password? Huh. Well, let's see what this button does. The password, mainly. I've got all these creds weighing down my pocket, and I'm hoping to trade them for something a little lighter. You got any cats in there? Oh, no, no, we don't give out the password to customers. Uh, security risk, you see. Uh, I'll just buzz you in. Come in quickly, quickly. I'm on the second floor. I'll see you in a moment. When the old man said quickly, he meant quickly. The damn gate almost tore my coat off. My first impression when I stepped through the door of Pets by Design was the stink. If the smell was any indicator, the primary ingredients to reconstituted cat were cumin, garlic, and old carpet. Hello? Anybody in here? Hello, young Ah! man! (sighs) Trying to give me a heart attack? No, I'm trying to give you some tea. Treat the customer right, and things will be bright. That's what Mother always used to say. Have I said that already? No. Oh, don't be polite. I'm sure I have. My memory is just gone entirely. Well, take a seat. Uh, Just remember what I said about the chair full of nails. Full of... You know, I think I'll stand. Suit yourself. Tea will be ready in just a moment. The old man dragged himself over to a set of glass tubes snaking up around the door, drips of brown syrup crawling along them. I had no idea what the hell it was, but it did not look like tea. The guy wasn't going to introduce himself, probably thought he already had, but the name on his desk said Dr. Lyle Monrovian, NPHD. What's the N in NPHD stand for, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, Not! Oh. Your tea... Old-fashioned, I'll have you know, just like Mother used to make. No need to improve on perfection, is there? (laughs) I don't have time for tea, Doc. Just a few questions. Just how accurately can you build a pet here? Like, down to every hair? I'm going to stop you right there, young man. We don't build them, per se. We sculpt. A builder takes little pieces and puts them all together into something bigger. If I were taking hydrogen and carbon and arranging them into an animal, well, (laughs) that would be something. (laughs) But a sculptor takes a complete form that already exists and reshapes it. So you take a lot of hydrogen and carbon and reshape them into cats? Sounds easy. Give me half an hour and I can get you some water and a block of tofu. No, no, you've gotten it all wrong. If you want to make a cat, you must give me a cat. I can then reshape it, mold its skeletal structure, replace its fur, rewire its nerve endings to create the precise visual approximation of the animal you want. But in the end, it's still the cat you started with, only a different shape. That sounds painful. Oh, it is. Incredibly Have you ever heard a goldfish scream before, young man? Maybe some other time. I'm looking for a friend who used one of these shops recently. Anybody come by lately with a bright blue car, yellow stripes down the sides? No, that doesn't sound familiar. Maybe you've met my friend then. Real skin problem, got one ear. We make a hell of a pair. No, no, I don't think so. 
I would remember having a customer like that. Or uh, any customers, actually. Maybe a picture will jog your memory. My, what a beautiful cat. Is she yours? She's my problem, anyway. You make any cats like this one? I don't recall, hmm, but I do keep records. Sit, drink your tea. I'll just bring this into the back room and run it through our systems. Thanks. This is the part of the case where typically I start poking my nose where it's not wanted. Except in a room like this, full of antiques and rusty lab equipment and creaky plastic furniture, I didn't know where that was. So I looked out the window instead. And that's when I saw the car. Blue paint, yellow stripes, and that stupid cat in the back pawing at the window. The piranha from before leaned out, pressed a few buttons on the password pad, and the gate started to open. I ran for the door, but it was locked. Damn it. Well, that scan will take just a few minutes. Take a seat, young man. Tell me all about this cat you're hoping to replace, and... Have some tea. Right now. Please. I didn't want to know what was in the tea, but I knew what was in the stairwell. The piranha and her big friend with the big hands. The old man was lying to me. He knew these people. Well enough to give him the password to the gate, even. He must have called them as soon as he buzzed me in. And then told them to floor it when I asked about the cat. Young man, uh, are you all right? Well, I wonder who that could be. Uh, let me just get the... Uh... Hey, Doc, real quick. I got a hell of a headache. You mind taking a look? Uh, oh, well, I'm not really that sort of doctor. Uh, perhaps just after I get that door. It'll just take a sec. Would you mind? It's kind of an emergency. I got punched real hard in the side of the head yesterday. At least I think I did. Not totally sure, if I'm being honest. Wouldn't you remember something like that? Yeah, weird, right? That can't be good. Just a quick peek, Doc. Couldn't hurt. Uh, well, all right. Lean in close quickly now. I don't see it. Oh! Huh. Would you look at that? I was wrong. You're the one that got punched in the head. All right. I've had it. Bosco, bust through that door. And that's my cue. I ran into the old man's back room and locked the door behind me, then shoved a filing cabinet in front of it for good measure. But it could only delay the inevitable. (sighs) We're in, boss. Yeah, Bosco, I was there. Where'd that P.I. creep go? The back room was big, but there were no doors and no windows. Just some shelves, some filing cabinets, and a computer terminal. Wake Monrovian up. I'll check the back room. (sighs) I was cornered. No way out. The people after me wanted to kill me over a stupid cat, and they seemed like they could probably do it, too. Boy, I forgot how much I love this job. You in there, P.I.? You made a real mess of things, you know. Come out quiet-like, and maybe I'll only bite off one of your thumbs before we put a laser through your head, see? Because that's what being a P.I.'s all about. Sign up for a losing battle. Then win it. I'll kill you, P.I. You die today. So you better watch out, Piranha Face, because Juno Steel's back in action.
If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider donating to the Penumbra on Patreon. Our artists work tirelessly to bring you these stories, and if you have the means, we hope you will support our efforts. Every dollar helps. You can find that page at patreon.com slash thepenumbrapodcast. If you support us on Patreon at the $10 level or higher, you will receive access to commentary tracks like this one from actors Noah Sines and Kate Jones and co-creator Sophie Kaner. He had a whole adventure um, that was, I'm, you know, I'm sure very hard for him, but also, uh, also Rita. <laughs> well, he was terrible to her. No, he was. He, yeah. what did he, he left her a phone message and was just this like. This very traumatic. Close up shop. Bye. I might never see you again. Yeah. Sell all my belongings. Um, and like, you know, besides Franny, Juno's like Rita's best friend. Absolutely. Um, and Franny doesn't exist also. This is not canon. Let this me repeat. <laughs> this is not canon. You can also support The Penumbra by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter at The Penumbra Pod, following us on Tumblr at The Penumbra Podcast, telling your friends about us, telling your friends to tell their friends about us, and especially by rating and reviewing our podcast on iTunes. Every rating, comment, and kind word spreads our stories further and inspires us to keep creating more and better tales to come. We would like to give special thanks to all who support us on Patreon, but especially to Jamie Gunter, Eliza Gray, The Princess and the Scrivener, Hannah Jim, Elizabeth Miller, and Angel Acevedo for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. This tale, Juno Steele and the Kitty Cat Caper, was told by the following people. Joshua Elon as Juno Steele, Kate Jones as Rita, Christy Norris as Maya King, Noah Symes as Dr. Monrovian, and Matthew Zonzinger as Ramses O'Flaherty. On staff at the Penumbra... Kevin Vibert is our lead writer and recording engineer. Sophie Kaner is our director and sound designer. Noah Symes is our production manager. Alice Chung is our designer and financial manager. Graham Turner is our script editor. Original music by Ryan Vibert. Promotional art by Michaela Buckley. The Penumbra is created and produced by Sophie Kaner and Kevin Vibert. I'm afraid this is the end of the line for today, dear traveler. We hope you will ride with the Penumbra again soon.